consider yourself normal, then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. You're listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. Well, I'm glad to know that you haven't forgotten how to how to speak regular there. Um, you've been gone for a while, and I didn't know because you you are around a lot of people. I got to tell you, Southern Ohio is hardly the big city, and uh, and it's hardly too far above the Mason-Dixon line, so it's not hard to keep my accent in a place like that. Now, when I go, you know, to New York, that'll be different. <laughs> yes, it was. Have you been uh, holding out okay here? Yeah, except that it feels like dog days because of the heat, and I know it's not. I know it's way too early for that, but it does feel like it to me, and I'm watching people's temper get all ragged and and I've watched my own temper be a little ragged every now and then, too. Oh, golly, me, too. And every time I turn around, there's something new coming out of Washington or Raleigh or something that just makes my hair stand on end. Well, let's let's just real huh. quick speak about that. And then let's move on to something really happier, like you were suggesting earlier. But, yeah, the whole <laughs> Washington thing, it's taken up. It's taken up some of my mind and my thoughts for the day. And so it seems like that kind of drags me down when I feel like I, I need to go look at the news just in case. You know, yeah, so, isn't, that, isn't that funny? Just in case. Just in case. Um, yeah. Well, a thing came up yesterday. And y'all, we're recording this on Thursday. So this thing came out, I think, yesterday. And it was about a... Um, North Carolina General Assembly bill, I believe it was a House bill that was introduced last year that would make getting an abortion in North Carolina punishable by the death penalty. Well, different people got hold of that, and it was all over social media. So I I looked it up, of course, because that's what I do, and it's a bill that was introduced last year by a feller that's uh, not coming back. You know, he didn't run for re-election. And about four people signed off on this bill of the entire General Assembly. I don't think it ever got out of committee. Mm. And it was just, it was a stupid bill that was probably introduced by people who felt like they were doing the Lord's work. In fact, the guy who introduced the bill, and I can't remember his name, he's not one of ours, unbelievably, he said, well, when the Lord tells you to move, you got to move. And I thought, well, I, I guess you had to move and, you know, be a hateful monster. 
So anyway, I, so I was trying to calm some people down and go, this was last year. But I, we need to remember that our General Assembly, things are kind of safe right now, but they've been chipping away at abortion rights for 10 years. They have. You're right. So they, they would do these <laughs> laws, crows, where uh, a center providing that kind of health care had to be set up like an emergency room. It had to have super wide hallways and it had to have all this equipment. And then, of course, the waiting period. So you go in for your appointment and they have to they have to give you a whole bunch of preaching from a bunch of <laughs> artists. And then you got to come back later. So they're working on you to see if you can feel guilty enough to to just not to save that baby. Oh, it just it makes me so damn mad. So mad. I, I just don't understand how. Because in theory, the majority of people in the United States do not favor forced birth. Okay? No, that's not. The, the few who do favor the forced birth under, especially the ones under any circumstances, those people somehow have, have managed to, you know, influence the laws and change what we're allowed to do with our body. And ultimately, they took away one of our rights. And so when are we going to open our eyes to this stuff, people? Just because somebody calls themselves Christian, that no longer means what you think it should mean. Most likely. Most Boy, of us. Ain't that were, yeah. Most folks, I think anyway, I'm not an expert, but I think that most folks who were raised around Christians and raised maybe in a Christian family, they, they believe in the Ten Commandments. They believe in the Beatitudes, the things that Jesus said. And Yes, there, there's killing in the Bible, but there's also sodomy, incest, there's dragons, there's UFO. I mean, read the Bible. It's full of a lot of stuff. And how they could take the most central tenet of the Christian faith and, you know, and ignore it, ignore the things that Jesus actually said. And, you know, the New Testament is what Christians are supposed to be reading from. Okay. That's right. Because and, when Jesus came, he set aside the old, the laws of the old world and the right. old testament. Right. And there's no way that if you read the New Testament, there is literally no way that you could find a verse that would support forced birth. <laughs> so, so no. how how those people became ultra representative of the Christian faith is beyond me. The, the way they the way they did is they had a bunch of big mouths. It's exactly how they did it. Yeah. And there are people who will agree with somebody just to shut them yeah. up. <laughs> and the other side, which is the side of full physical autonomy for ha more than half the damn population, is like, well, I guess that's kind of a religious conviction for them. So and just and just let it happen. Yeah. They just let it, allowed it to happen. They, they don't have any convictions, I guess. Well, because, you know, mm. oh, it just is so infuriating, so infuriating. And the whole thing about, and we have said this before, and I've said it probably a thousand times since the Supreme Court decision. And that is at any point 
when the Democrats were in charge and had a majority, they could have made that into law. Well, you're not kidding. It could have been federal law at any point. But you know what? It's just it's just women. You know, that's all right. We've got more important stuff to do than just making sure women, okay? Because that's settled law, remember? It's settled law. So settled law means you can change it if you feel like it. Apparently, that is exactly what that means. So, yeah. So all of that could have been done when Obama came in. That was one of his platforms. We're going to make that. We're going to codify Roe. And did he do it in that first 100 days? No. No, he did not. They he did. He did don't. attempt it. He did attempt it. They don't do it because women don't matter to them unless we're voting for them. And that is the truth of it. That's sad to hear. But I believe you having seen that sort of thing go on all my life. Yes, I exactly. You. Yeah, I believe you. We we had that. We had a conversation one time. It was a really tough conversation, too. And so I, I, I moved that we mentioned it and then moved to something lighter. But I remember <laughs> talking to you and asking you the question, do you know, or, or maybe you asked me, one single female that doesn't have an example of a time when that's happened to her or someone in her immediate family. Every single female, unless they just don't mention it to you because they're your grandma or something, Every female has experienced that kind of situation where they're just kind of their needs are negligible Uh or not as important is what I maybe should say. And uh, it just. Well, I I couldn't even tell you the percentage, but it's very, very high, like 95 percent of the women. I know when you get to the point in a relationship with them and a friendship, you find out they've been sexually abused. Oh, yeah. High, high number. Not just depressed and. And uh, not offered a job because you were a woman, which has happened to all of us, yeah. or being paid less because you were a woman, which has happened to probably all of us. Yeah. But, but yeah, right to sexual abuse. And damn. And how much longer are we going to take it? That's what I want to know. We've been taking it for at, at least a couple thousand years, and I'm done. I'm yeah. just done. Well, it. it- it has been a, a real cancer to the population, to everybody. I shouldn't just say that. And to allow it to go on, I don't know. We create our own monsters. That's well, what I think. We certainly have with this. And, uh, you know, again, it, it, is the, it is the time that is our time here in Tower Time where we are watching systems fall, fall apart. And yes. not enough people are ready to do the hard work of making new systems. They're just not. They just it's, go, oh, well, that's a terrible thing. Oh, no. It seems insurmountable is what it, it seems like to me. And, and honestly, I, I'm trying to be a lot more compassionate in that instance because it just uh, it just seems too big. That's why I keep saying to people. Make it local. Make it local. What's happening locally? You work locally because we have we can have influence locally that we cannot have statewide or certainly on a federal level. Mm-hmm. We got to work locally. Yep, I and that's agree. hard. I agree. I do. So we are cooking with gas now. Have you ever heard anybody say that? I have heard that. I mean, we never were. We never had gas. My mother was terrified of gas. Same. We never had gas for the same reason. 
Yeah. My mother kept thinking things would blow up. And I mean, sometimes that happens. Things blow up with gas. I guess, yes. I mean, I've heard of a lot of it happening on gas grills and stuff. Did y'all, oh, ever, yeah. did y'all ever use a gas grill or a charcoal No, grill? no, ma'am. We, it was charcoal briquettes all the way. And, but you did do some of that? With yeah. some squirty uh, lighter fluid stuff lighter on fluid. it. Yes, ma'am. No, we never did. We never had that kind of grill. We had, you know, we're just, we're low class people. We'd get a grill every year. And I don't think we ever cleaned it or brought it in the house, just stayed outside. We dumped the water out of it and throw in some more charcoal briquettes and uh, cook whatever we're going to cook. And then we just leave it out there and it'd rain on it and we dumped out the water. And then in the winter, it'd get all rusty and terrible. We'd buy a new one in the spring over yeah. to the city. Same thing. Well, we, I don't know what we did with ours. I wasn't privy to that as a kid, but I know we always used just a charcoal grill. But I think most everybody did the same thing back then. Yeah. A grill was not something that you went out and paid as much as you would for a car back in the for day. A stove. <laughs> a stove, exactly. It was something cheap you bought over at the Sky City or sometimes they'd have them in the grocery store in the summer and the you know in the cardboard box and yes. you had to screw the legs on it. Yes. Yes. And you had to put them in the X. I remember. Yep. Yeah. They didn't have covers on a lot of them didn't have covers. Oh, they were no. just a flat disc. Yep. I remember yep. taking them to Lake Julian. That's one of the things that we would do is go to Lake Julian and wherever they would have a picnic table in a park somewhere, that was fair game. And we, so we'd go to Lake Julian, dad would fish, we would make hot dogs or hamburgers or whatever. And that, that was good food, if I recall. Really me too. Was. Me too. That's funny. That's yeah. And, I, and I, as I recall, we would, uh, we would buy a new grill right before the 4th of July. Yes. And that's it. And maybe we'd get us a styrofoam cooler too, so we could have the beer outside on the ice. New coolers, yes, I remember those. You know, I know people, and I'm one of them, who carried these little playmate. I guess they are igloo or something like that. A little, little red, red or blue cooler. Mm-hmm. And it's a perfect size for a six pack. <laughs> or for a lunch. Pack. It's a great size for a lunchbox. And I, I found one when we were cleaning out uh, my father-in-law's estate, and it has a hot pink top to it. Ooh. A hot pink lid. And I have also acquired one that has got a green lid. But isn't that cool? Oh, That's wow. very I like them so cool. Because they're, they're thick and bulky and nobody would use them. Now they go get something new, but I really have always liked those. And, you know, I had a little car kit. Oh, I think that's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mercy. Well, you know what I've been thinking about the past couple of days? I've been thinking about Cat Dog. How's Cat oh, Dog doing? He's an ass. He, <gasps> I guess it's dog days. And he's mostly cat. And he's just yeah. turned into, he has turned into a menace. Well, he cats just, do that, you know. Huh. There's, a, there's a whole Facebook meme thing about cats being assholes. <laughs> well, there used to be a website, and I guess it might still exist. If it does, I'll look up the photo if I can. 
but it's called uh, My Cat Hates You. MyCatHateYou.com. <laughs> so what you would do is if you had a good photograph, you'd, you'd email it to the guy and give him permission to use it. And uh, I remember taking a photo one time of uh, Comet. And Comet was a beautiful white cat with two different colored eyes. Ooh. He, he was, uh, I, I, we, we got him from someone who had to give him away because the dogs were going to kill him. So Aww. we got him as, um, as a kitten. And he had been over at Pet Love and nobody wanted to pay the exorbitant price that they were asking because he was what's called a Turkish Angora. And, and so I went ahead and thank you, sir. Yes. And what a cat he was. Mm. He was a magnificent cat. Um, but I got a picture of him in the window and I caught him mid yawn and it looked like he was roaring like a lion. And uh, so I sent that and he put it in his calendar. So that's my cat's claim to fame. But cat dog's claim to fame is this. Now, look, check me out. Oh, my gosh. What happened? Well, he he has gotten to where he is so spoiled that he wants my attention all the time. Now, I don't know who spoiled him. I wouldn't have. Surely uh-huh. Everybody uh, but, spoiled him. Both of you spoiled him. Well, it's just like a spoiled child. He wants my attention all the time, and he can't stand it when I get on the phone. So what he does, he's taken to acting out when I get oh, on the phone. No. If I don't pay attention, he will. And so this last week, he discovered heights. And I would hear a noise, and I would look up, and he'd be walking up and down the curtain rod in the living room. And he got on my big giant, uh, I've got a cabinet that I keep glassware on carnival glass and such like that uh-huh and he got on that and had to get him down from there well today i got on the phone and by the way i got on the phone with realtor complaining about it, our podcast <laughs> um so Girl, sorry. I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna stop you right there and i'm gonna say if people are complaining about it we must be doing something right i think so yeah but uh, and, and uh, so I'm talking to talking to this fellow on the phone, and the cat dog starts doing it. I look over there, and he's on top of the curtain rod in the living room. So I've got to where instead of making a big deal out of it, <laughs> I leave the room. He won't get any attention from me, and that's worked. That worked until today. So today he did it. I walked into the bedroom and started putting on my tennis shoes and ignoring the cat. And at some point, I realized I heard a noise and up in the bedroom closet. And I don't know how he did it. He had to climb up the, the, the clothes on the coat hangers, I guess. But he climbed up above there. There's a, a shelf. And then he climbed onto that. And then above that, there's a big, tall box. And he had climbed onto that. Oh, no. no. There's no way I could reach him. But I got like a long candlestick. And I, and I wiggled the box. And when I did, he lost his balance. And when he lost his balance, he fell right on me. And he used my arm to stop his fall with his claws. Yeah. Oh, no. So, yeah, I had to take about two or three flaps of skin off and uh, all of that. And it, I know, I know. <laughs> but he's had, if anybody knows what I could do to to solve this growing problem 
I would appreciate it because I've been so lucky with my cats through the decades through my life. I've never had one that acted out like this. Not one of my cats ever acted. Well, you know what they say is you got to use the uh, sprayer full of water, you know. Yeah. And I, I really hate doing that. And I really didn't want to do that when he's up high because I didn't want him to fall. But I guess so. I, I just went under the philosophy that he wanted attention. And if he acted out, I wouldn't give him attention. I, evidently, that philosophy doesn't work. Is there anything like a dog, the bounty hunter or something? <laughs> a cat, the bounty hunter or something? I don't know. Somebody who could come in and isn't there some dude on TV who will come in and, and deal with your pets or something? Uh, I, I don't know if it's not, you know, if it's not on BritBox, I don't know what it is. It, there's some show I, I remember hearing about it, but I, and I know there are pet psychics and stuff. And I just feel like it's, it's, I don't know if he's just bored or he's just at this very rambunctious teenage years. Or, or what? Well, that's probably it, really. Yeah. Well, it makes me feel bad for him, you know, because I, I adore that little cat. And I know he's really smart. And we do everything we can to keep him, you know, happy and stimulated, not bored. Yeah. But I feel like he's really bored. And the only toy he really, he's probably got 50 toys, and I wish I was kidding about that. But <laughs> he's, the only toys he really likes look like tiny little live mice and they have a little bit shaky sound and he tosses them around and he fetches them like a dog and he wants to play fetch all night long and I have to quit at some point because you know it's midnight 1 a.m. I don't <laughs> hear him galloping up and down the hall <laughs> so uh, I don't know I'm not sure what to do anyway so listen I really wanted to ask you about your trip Oh, I was my. keeping up with you online. Oh, my goodness. I would periodically have some uh, some Wi-Fi and I could, here's what I'm doing. Woohoo! Yeah. But mostly the Wi-Fi there, I was at, the, at Wisteria in southern Ohio. And the Wi-Fi there is problematical. It is indeed. So sometimes I'd have it and sometimes I didn't. And it's limited Wi-Fi. And there were like, I don't know, 800 people at this event. So everybody was... Yeah. Doing what I was doing. Um, I really wanted to do a full moon from there. I even brought that little um, cat bus toy um, <laughs> to do that, and I just couldn't get enough bandwidth to do it. So, I mean, that's the only drawback, and it's not a drawback because then that means that I got to be offline most of the time, which is good. I spend too much time scooter pooping around Facebook. Well, it's got to feel like, you know, kind of like a little bit of a vacation. It absolutely was. In fact, I said before I went, I'm going on my vacation. This is my vacation festival. And bless them, they, I had three classes to teach. And they schedule, schedule them Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And I got there Monday. So I had Tuesday and Wednesday with just nothing to do but lay around and visit people I hadn't seen in a while and drink gin. Woo! It was a good one. <laughs> they did ask me, uh, I helped with opening ritual on Tuesday, I guess. It was Tuesday. But yeah, that was nothing. Funny. You know, I just called the East. That's that's a no-brainer. <laughs> what, what you call? Oh, so you didn't call all the quarters, just the No, East. no, just the East. 
Easy. I don't, when they said, would you call the East? I, I just went, well, I never do. That's, that's not my, but well, it's the East. I know how to do it. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't my favorite, but it ain't my non-favorite either. So it's good. And I got to see a whole bunch of people that I love. And that was good. And, uh, you know, talked a lot about a lot of different things with people. Talked a lot about Tower Time. I was, I was going to ask you, what's the subject making the rounds now? Is it Tower Time? Is it, well, there's all kinds of subjects. I mean, a lot of people are talking about environmental stuff, rightly. So can I ask you how naked you stayed? Hey, I was not too bad this time because it was so hot and it was so sunny most of the time. Uh, we had a little bit of rain one day. And I mean, look, look at us. We're both so pasty white. I know. That if, I, if I was naked, I'd have to sit in a vat of sunscreen to do that. So or just I mean, have a big brim hat. Well, it'd have to be a very, very <laughs> large brim hat. Now, what I, what I do now, a lot of people are naked because it's a very happily clothing optional place. And so I, I do one class where I do it in an, a sheer open robe. So that was pretty naked. But mostly I didn't go down and dance naked or any of that fun stuff. I know. I'm just, you know, oh, it was hot too. Hot. The heat just <laughs> takes it out of me, you know. I, just well, like, I sure don't want a naked dance if I'm sweaty. No. So, I, mean, I, I mostly sat there fanning myself like Miss Scarlet. Oh. And, and sipping on cold water. Oh, my Lord. It was so hot. The genteel ballad. Yes, I was very genteel. Uh-huh. But I taught three classes. And I put on Facebook something about thank you for the little blue pill. So I'm going to explain that here. Yes. So people don't think it was some other kind of little blue pill. Well, that's all we have time for this week. Tune in next time to hear more about Byron and the Little Blue Pill. Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have, so I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. WYRD Mountain Gals.